Hello, and uh, thank you for checking out this podcast. Uh, it has been quite a few months since I uploaded my last podcast, but I'm back, and hopefully I get back to doing it on a regular basis now, since, uh, well, frankly, this is a great time of the year. Everybody's back in school, um, college football, and the NFL are in full swing, and uh Baseball is coming down to the wire. You have all the perennial teams battling for the top spots, and the wildcard races in both leagues are ramping it up a notch. But uh, tonight, the NFL kicks off with the Packers visiting the Bears at Soldier Field. It kicks off in about 15, 14 minutes from now. And uh, I don't know. I This is kind of a toss-up for me because the Packers – bring in a new head coach, Matt LaFleur, who Aaron Rodgers has never worked with this young of a coach before. And we'll see how they mesh together with LaFleur implementing his system that he ran for many years in Tennessee and so forth. And of course, the Bears, even though they lost their defensive coordinator, Vic Vangio, to uh, the head coaching position for the Denver Broncos, uh, I believe that... Um, they will still defend home field very well. Khalil Mack is a stud. I think he's a top 10 player in the NFL right now. And the Bears defense as a whole is very good. But I'm not confident in Mitch Trubisky right now. I don't think he can run an offense in the NFL like Patrick Mahomes or Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson or uh, quarterbacks like that can run an offense. So I just frankly have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers since he's been an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. He's considered arguably the best quarterback talent in the history of the National Football League. And with that, I'm going to uh, pick the Bears to lose. I'm going to pick the Packers to win at the Bears tonight. Uh, I'll say 27-20. I'll pick the Packers to win tonight. So, as I mentioned at the beginning also, college football is in full swing. We are about a week into the sport. And uh, week two is coming up in a couple days. And there are two very, very high-profile games going to be broadcast on uh, ABC nationally this Saturday. First, it's number 12, Texas A&M, traveling to Clemson, South Carolina, to take on the defending national champion and number one ranked Clemson Tigers. And then right after that game, over in Austin, Texas, it will be the number six LSU Tigers taking on the number nine ranked Texas Longhorns. Now, both of the games will be broadcast on ABC back to back. The first one, A&M Clemson, will be at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon, and LSU and TU will have a 6.30 p.m. kickoff in the evening. Let me just say, these matchups are just incredible there's a lot on the line for all four teams involved and we can start with the AM Clemson game AM played Clemson uh in Kyle Field at home last year right here in College Station and boy did they put up a fight they lost the game 28 to 26 but they put up more yards than Clemson had more first downs than Clemson controlled the ball much more than Clemson a bigger time of possession and frankly, they just had everything clicking for them. And 
a couple of bad calls went in Clemson's favor. And uh, the thing is, with AM's defense, they didn't really play Trevor Lawrence last year that much. We saw a little bit of Trevor Lawrence, but we saw mostly Kelly Bryant in that game. But now uh, Kelly Bryant's at Missouri, but that's a different story. Uh, but the thing is, Clemson is coming off a 15-0 and season, the first, uh, I think, Division One team to go 15-0 and in a college football season. They, of course, won the college football playoff national championship game when they're when they throttled Alabama by a huge margin. And of course they uh, bring back a lot of the players from that team last year. Of course, Trevor Lawrence comes in for his sophomore season uh, at the helm of the offense. Uh, Justin Ross is emerging as one of the best wide receivers in college football for Clemson. And of course, Travis Etienne, the running back for Clemson could be called the best running back in college football. Uh, he's definitely top three uh, in most people's eyes, including mine. And the thing is with Clemson's defense, uh, they lost a lot of defensive linemen that made um, them so good last year. In fact, last year, there was huge motivation for Clemson's defensive line, basically all upperclassmen to come back and beat Alabama, and they fulfilled their goal. And so this year, um, of course, Dabo Sweeney, is a very good college head coach. He always loads up on blue chips, just like uh, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and Jimbo, and uh, any other hope high-profile coach in the game today. Um, so uh, the thing is, Vegas thinks that that Aggies are 17 and a half point underdogs to the Clemson Tires. Now I, I will tell you, um, I'm not buying that. I think a and going to play Clemson much, much closer than everybody thinks uh, that they are. Jimbo Fisher, um, if you don't know, was the head coach at Florida State before he came over here to Aggieland. And he played Clemson every single year. And he's been to uh, Death Valley before, so he knows that stadium, that environment. And he's a very down-to-business coach who will get his players ready, who will have them focus on strictly business and uh, – uh, taking out Clemson. Now the fan in me wants to really pick A and M, but I think, and I hope, and I hope I'm wrong with this, that Clemson is probably going to win by a touchdown or so. I just think uh, Trevor Lawrence, with the home crowd, um, just with Dabo coaching him up from the sidelines, he may pull off just. Maybe one of those, you know, two and a half minutes left, 80, 80 to 90 yard drives, drive down the field, maybe kick a field goal or a touchdown. But hopefully I'm wrong. And I'm root, rooting the hell for the Aggies to beat the hell out of Clemson. And hopefully they do. And I hope that with this game, AM gets some very huge national recognition among the elite teams in the country. And right now, I know they are not on the level of a Clemson or Alabama or Georgia, or Oklahoma, but they're turning in that direction. They may just be the tier below that. I think so. So, um, Giga Maggies beat the hell out of the Clemson. Next game, you have the LSU Tigers traveling to Austin, Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns. This is a big SEC Big 12 matchup. Um, it's a matchup of, of what I think the second best team in the Big 12, Texas 
versus the third best team in the SEC right now, LSU. LSU right now is a six and a half point favorite to uh, beat the Longhorns, and I'm going to pick LSU to win. I think their defense is full of studs in the front seven and uh, in the secondary. Grant Delpit is one of the, the, the defensive backs for LSU. He's a stud. LSU has historically churned out a lot of defensive backs that have gone on to play in the NFL and have had uh, enormous success. Um, the quarterback matchup is interesting to me. It's uh, Joe Burrow for LSU versus Sam Ellinger of Texas. Both of them are, I believe, solid in the pocket. They can make throws when they need to. The thing is, for both of them, both of them won their uh, first week games quite convincingly. Um, LSU, I believe, uh, won 55-3 against an opponent that I can't think of right now. But Texas beat Louisiana Tech comfortably as well. But um, both quarterbacks are going up against much superior defenses to what they faced in week one. And uh, to me, really, I'm going to pick LSU. I think they have more experience on defense. And uh, Coach Ed Orgeron, he's not an elite head coach, but he's a good head coach. He's been in big spots before. Um, and, yeah, I'm going with the Tigers to beat the T-Sips out of Austin. Yeah. I'll be watching the game, too, with my buddies. It's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, so I'm picking LSU probably about, I'd say, final score, 24 to 20. I think I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think either team's going to blow the other team out. And uh, we'll just see how it goes. A couple things that... I want to throw in real quickly at the end before we end uh, the short podcast. I want to talk about a couple things from the NFL. Um, there's this quarterback from the Indianapolis Colts. His name's Andrew Luck, and he suddenly retired um, last week, I believe, to um, to end his career, and he stepped away from the game. The thing is, um, he was clearly worn down he was worn down uh physically and mentally uh he had a whole laundry list of uh injuries to his uh, record he had uh, a ruptured kidney i believe or a spleen i can't remember which one but uh he also had rotator cuff problems he had rib issues shoulder issues um back issues. It just kept piling up. And after seven years, he just said, um, I can't take anymore. You know, football is, uh, not fun to me more. It's a job. That's what he said, um, in, in the comments and also the post game or the press conference after he, uh, announced his retirement. And I feel for him, you know, football is a sport, but he has a wife and he has kids now and, uh, he needs to, I believe he felt like it was time for him to move on and be a father and a husband and uh, live a normal life after football. And I applaud him because there are a lot of players that have stuck it out, but by the time they're into their 40s and 50s, they can hardly walk anymore. So good for Andrew Luck in uh, 
sticking up for himself and uh, deciding what's best for him and his family. And uh, personally, I, uh, I'm fine with it. Now, as a Texans fan, now I guess the AFC South becomes a little bit easier to contend for. And that makes us, I think, division favorites. But I, I applaud Andrew Luck because he's a great player. And also, I think he's a, a class act, a good role model for any kid who's watching football on Sundays. If they see Indianapolis Colts and they watched Andrew Luck, I think they watched a, a great player and a great human being, too. Uh, first class uh, on and off the field. And the NFL will definitely miss him for a few years. Now, the Colts fans who um, who were booing him as he retired, um, initially, I was like, the, they're a bunch of idiots. They're, they're, they're stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. But as I thought about, you know, as fans, we cheer for our players. We pay for those superstar players to entertain us every Sunday, Saturday, whatever the day of week it is. We we pay to see those those uh, superstar players, and I understand their frustration in not in uh, not getting to see Andrew Luck for another season. But um, again, he's a grown man with uh, with a family. I believe you know he has the right to make his own decision. And um, it was best for him. And I think it's time for the Colts to move on. They're not a terrible organization. They've gotten better at running things organizationally the past couple of years. But um, they'll be okay. The Colts will be an okay franchise for the next several years. And finally, uh, let's get to this uh, diva character out in Oakland, Antonio Brown. For those of you who don't know, he was a Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver for a long time. Uh, they drafted him uh, into the league many years ago, and he blossomed into one of the top three receivers in the game. And so, and this offseason, he moved uh, to Oakland to play with the Raiders. And he's just been, uh, just, in my opinion, an immature brat this offseason. He, uh, he basically did cryotherapy over in Europe, cryotherapy, you know, and uh, he did not use proper foot protection. So his uh, feet were very deformed. I saw pictures of his Instagram feet on TV and I cringed very hard because that that's, it's not what feet are supposed to look like. Go, go Google it for yourself. If you really feel like wanting to um, uh, look it up, but anyway, um, he needs to clean up his act. He needs to be a better uh, role model. Uh, he needs to show up and play, do his business, and he he needs to stop um, causing so much drama. But but regardless, he had a, a confrontation with the uh, general manager of the Raiders uh, yesterday. Mayock, I believe, is the general manager. But anyway, Antonio Brown is now, I believe, suspended for the first game of the season. Or I believe he's suspended with the team. I'll have to double check if he's um, suspended for a game. But his uh, bottom line is he needs to clean up his attitude. If any other person in the comma John America would have done what he done, might not show up to uh, training camp or uh, other mandatory stuff. If if you don't show up to work, you're fired. They don't care. They just say get out. You know, goodbye to your pension. Goodbye to your health care. Just goodbye to everything. And so. Hopefully he does better and he's able to get on the same page as Garrett, Derek Carr and uh, John Gruden. And hopefully the Raiders can 
not be a bottom feeder this year. Like I think that they will be. So there you go. Uh, short podcast, getting back on. Um, NFL's back in full swing. Uh, college football's back in full swing. Baseball coming down the wire. Hopefully in the future, I'll do some podcasts covering the baseball playoff pennant races, uh, kind of previewing the playoffs in the World Series. And this is the best time of the sports calendar year where football, the greatest or the most watched sport in America is on and baseball playoffs are uh, just around the corner too. So, um, and also, oh, I also forgot. uh, I'll also talk about the NBA coming up whenever it starts back up next month. Talk about all the off-season stuff that went on. Crazy free agency. Free agency for the NBA is just as exciting, if not more exciting, than the whole NBA season and, frankly, the playoffs themselves. There's a lot of stuff that went down this summer, and I will try and go through all that in future podcasts. So um, thanks for listening to this uh, short podcast, and I'll talk to you soon.